Did the Colts get it right with Shane Steichen and Lamar Jackson? Well, at least the Ravens have a new offensive coordinator. Let's get into it on a Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hi again, and welcome in to another edition of Locked On NFL. He's Tony Wiggins. I'm James Rapine, and we have a ton to get to on today's show. Today's show brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Because, well, it's NFL offseason, and guess what? I'm sure you've dreamed about being a GM. Well, now you can download the game by visiting ultimate-gm.com. And this game is definitely for you because – you're going to be able to make all the moves that we're going to speculate about over the next few months. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the App Store. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code Locked On in all capitals in the game. And Tony, let's dive right in. And by the way, thank you so much for making us your first listen, whether it's on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Shane Steichen to the Colts. Colts did not hire Jeff Saturday. Uh, they went with someone who, uh, to me, certainly looks like he could develop a young quarterback, has a history of being able to do that, and the Colts hinting at the idea of bringing in a young quarterback. Let's focus on Steichen here. What do you think about the Colts' newest head coach? It's cool with me. Um, on on the surface, it, it seems like a guy got married, right? He chose the wrong girl that he married. And then he saw the girl that he didn't choose go blossom. So he went and married her little sister. That's that's exactly what this looks like to me. And I know that's weird, but uh, he's he, I think he's going to be a good coach. Mm-hmm. I just I, I just think you had the other guy in the house. He was right there. He was right there, right? Mm-hmm. And after he leaves, you fired the other dude. And then it's just it's all it's all really weird to me to just keep tapping into the same area over and over and over again. And yeah, um, you know, Chris Ballard, we, we've had a we have a locked on NFL uh, DM. I'm starting to go the other way on on Ballard. I, I used to really, really have him in real high regard. But there was there was a, uh, we were going back and forth with uh, locked on Titans about whether he was really, really good or not. And I, I'm really starting to second guess myself just a tad bit. Because it seems like you go on this long, long, long search, and then you go right back to the well that you went to before. Mm-hmm. It, just, it just seems really, really strange to me. But here we are. What we do, the, everybody's going for these these 35, 38-year-old fighter pilot type dudes, or everybody wants to emulate what uh, we see in San Francisco or uh, places like that when – I think going the old way might work better. Go get another Andy Reid guy. I mean, that that's what seems like it works to me. Is there another Andy Reid though? Who who would that be? No, no, no. But I, I mean Eric B. Enemy. Try it. Yeah. Try it. I'm going back and forth with people now saying he doesn't call plays. Well, neither did Doug Peterson, if that's the case, when he was with Andy Reid. Or but did Frank Wright call plays when he was with Doug Peterson? Mm-hmm. It's just like I, I just don't get and understand. Even with your guy up in Cincinnati, like he's done great, right? 
And I think coaches have the right, the, the, the saying goes, they have the right to fail or they've earned the right to fail or they've earned the right to get better, right? So mm-hmm. whether Zach Taylor was going to be good or bad and he's been good, some people say at least he got the chance to show whether he was going to be good or bad, right? Mm-hmm. Because when he got hired, I think his offense was like next to last in the league that he was the, the coordinator of in Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken. So what what is the what, what what where are we going here with what the blueprint is to get a chance to be a head coach? I, I don't sure. I really I'm lost as to I, I don't even know is it, is it being a coordinator in the Super Bowl, a winning team? I'm lost as to what it is these days. There's a lot there. Uh, one, Chris Ballard, I think, is in a tough position. I don't know. I don't know if if it's him. All I know is, is Jim Irsay is not someone I would be loving the idea of working for because I think he shoots from the hip a ton, makes quick decisions. And the reality is I'm not sure there was anyone that they would bring in where I would look at it and say, oh, that's a clear upgrade from Frank Reich. Right. I, I'm really not sure. And it's not his fault that this organization continues to whiff uh, on franchise quarterbacks and uh, in these, these veteran guys that they kept taking risks on. And so he ends up in Carolina. And so with, with Steichen, I think it's pretty simple. And Ursay hinted at it, which whatever, the writing's on the wall, but he did tip his, his hand a little bit, I think, when uh, talking on Tuesday about the fact that they uh, need to get a young quarterback. Well, yeah, absolutely. You're picking fourth. This is the chance. If you're the Colts, this is your chance. And, you know, I, to me, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, those two guys are ahead of everybody else. Will Levis, all, whatever. But, you know, there's the, the Richardson kid that is going to get a ton of love. I'm sure you're familiar with him. And, and we can talk about those guys at some point. But if Steichen works, it is totally 100% dependent on if they get the quarterback right. Because mm-hmm. you just mentioned Zach Taylor, right? Yeah. 625 and one. Well, in his first two seasons, well, that team was starting in, in his second season to show a bit of promise. Mm-hmm. Then Burrow goes down. Year three, Burrow's healthy for a full year. What happens? They win. Next year, oh, it's a fluke. They win. Why? You have Burrow. You get that franchise quarterback, it changes a lot. It changes things. If you're Frank Reich, it changes things. If you're a guy, an old guy, Marvin Lewis, which, you know, he was here in Cincinnati. Well, yeah. Andy Dalton was okay, but then there was a, a ceiling to what Andy Dalton had. Mm-hmm. If Marvin had Joe Burrow, well, he might still be here. Mm-hmm. And that's that, that's the part of it. When it comes to this, you know, there's going to be coaching grades all across the, the country on different guys. And the way I look at it, do you have the quarterback right? Especially right. if you're one of these young offensive-minded coaches like you mentioned, because that is the trend. Like it or not, that's it. And the other part, you mentioned Eric Bieniemy. I agree. I think he needs to get out of Kansas City for whatever reason. He is not either he hasn't interviewed well or they don't trust what he's done behind Andy Reid for whatever reason. Right? Yep. All right. Get out of there, prove it else, prove it in another spot and and I think he'll become a head coach because I don't know what else I don't know what else he needs to do in Kansas yeah. City to show that and and so I guess the answer is go elsewhere. There have been other coaches in history and I know there's somebody right now who who's listening to this or who's watching it, and they're about to blow their top because they think I'm solely talking about him being black. Uh, D'Amico Ryans. Right. D'Amico Ryans got hired. Right. You, you're right. He did. But if you go back 
Bruce Arians, Wade Phillips. There were guys that just moved to a different tick, and it took them forever and a day to get a job. You know, it took them forever and a day to get a job. And the only reason I think Arians, if I'm not mistaken, it's because he did so well filling in for a coach who, who, who got ill, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And then everybody was like, oh, he can do it. So I, I just think anybody that moves just a little differently or uh, they have a hard time, people have a hard time getting to him because they're so interested in copycatting what everyone else is doing. And they're trying to find the next that guy. And I think it's just super, super lazy. And it's really, really lazy when – you take forever and a day to find the guy. If you're going to do the obvious, you could have done that in two weeks. Yep. yep. I think that's the point that I'm making. The point that I'm making is these hires, if you put them all on a family picture, they all look alike. And I'm not talking about skin color. I'm talking about mannerisms, their thought process and all of that. Well, who's competing against these folks? Find the guy that's a little bit different from everybody else. Or find, or find lightning in a bottle and don't be afraid. Uh, I'll give Detroit credit. Detroit hired Matt Patricia where Matt Patricia didn't look anything or act anything like a coach. And and granted, he failed, but at least if you're going to try, you go get a guy who had come from a winner mm-hmm. and you try to see if he can get it done on his own. Too many times these these dudes are just going back to the same old formula. And for me, it just gets a little bit boring and, and you, you see why so many teams don't get it right. We have some breaking news, news, Tony. Uh-oh. And I'm going to get to some breaking coaching news. We'll do that Uh-oh. next on a Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. Ultimate football GM is the absolute truth. Ultimate pro football GM. I played it on the, the, the plane uh, on my trip back from Jamaica and let me tell you something, man. I had an absolute blast. I got fired, by the way. I got fired because I did not budget the team's money correctly. You didn't budget the team's money. You're going to do all of that? Yeah, because what Ultimate Football GM is, it's the game that you can play offline in airplane mode anytime, any place on your device. And you're responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, navigating your franchise through free agency, even facilities. You get a chance to do all of that. And we're sitting here talking about it right now. Hiring and firing coaches, that is also your responsibility. Locked on NFL listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKED ON in all caps. You go to the game store and you can use the promo code LOCKED ON in all caps and you're going to get that 100% free boost. That's LOCKED ON in all caps. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores that's ultimate dash gm.com ultimate football gm is the absolute best thing that could have happened to me over this weekend and it can be the best thing that happened to you too go ahead and get ultimate football gm today locked on nfl rolls on and we have some breaking news as we record it's a wednesday edition it is it's tuesday as we record this though tony and guess what all 32 NFL head coaching jobs have now been filled. Ian Rappaport, the first to report that Jonathan Gannon is going to be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. He stu- stayed around in, in Arizona following Super Bowl 57. 
met with the team yesterday, met again on Tuesday, and boom, he's the next head coach, the successor to Cliff Kingsbury. Your instant reaction, because I'm not sure you saw this news. That's the fun part about breaking news on the pod. Your instant reaction to this news. Um, it's cool that he got a shot to do it. He did have the number one defense in the league, and they did go um, to the Super Bowl. And, and quite frankly, it, it was it was a 35-35 game with five seconds to go. So uh, anything could have happened. And the difference between him being a Super Bowl champion and not, it was a difference of five seconds. So um, I just sat, I sat here and talked about guys getting a job when you don't know what uh, what the actual qualifications in their background is. He was they were the number one team in the league. I know my man Alex Clancy probably doesn't like it. I'm not gonna judge hiring him, the hiring off one game. But I will tell you this: there were some tells all season long. When they played the Jaguars, there were plays the Jaguars ran, the Eagles ran the same plays and, and got touchdowns off of them. The other tell was the Chiefs. You mean the Chiefs? Yeah, yeah, the Chiefs. They couldn't stop the run against the Washington commanders this year. And that's why they went out and signed Linville Joseph and, uh, and, and Damakong Sue two days later, where they couldn't stop the run again in the Super Bowls. You had those two guys with Hargrove, Fletcher Cox and Jordan Davis. You just wonder why you couldn't get this scheme to work at the critical time. So they played well all year, but teams are always going to be judged on how they play that one game in the game that matters the most, but good luck to them. Hopefully it works out. Yeah, it's it's an interesting hire. Look, it, it's um, it's one of those things where going to me going with a defensive mind in that job, especially someone that I don't know, right? I don't know how he's going to be able to manage egos, manage a, for lack of a better term, diva like quarterback in Kyler Murray. Just a lot of question marks, and it was down to to Gannon. And Lou Anarumo, the Bengals defensive coordinator, obviously I cover the Bengals, talk about them daily. I know Lou. He's been on Locked on Bengals. And I'll tell you this, the Bengals are <clears throat> the Bengals are ecstatic that Lou Anarumo is back. And at the same time, I don't know how well either one would have done as, as head coach of the Cardinals. Now, we'll figure it out with Jonathan Gannon. But I didn't love the fit for either guy. Mm-hmm. And what you do – for the offensive coordinator spot is as big of a move as you're going to make because that is going to – if you're paying a quarterback like you're paying Kyler Murray, there is no rebuild. They have to retool on the fly and go. You're paying Kyler a lot of money. He's coming back from that ACL surgery. It's just – it's a lot. It's a lot to to take in, digest, and and somehow come out of the other side with a, you know, a, a team that's at least a playoff contender. I think that would be their goal. And we'll see if they can do that. But uh, a lot of question marks in Arizona. It's a tough job, Tony. It's a tough job. And so they clearly went with with Gannon and had their their sights set on Gannon because of how quickly they moved after a 36-day search. And and that's what it's been is a 36-day search. And then they end up landing on a a defensive coordinator that didn't get to talk to their new GM, Monty Ossonfort, until uh, on, on Monday after the Super Bowl. I like Monty Austin for it. I, I'll tell you that. So they say every GM or prospective GM walks around with a paper napkin stuffed in his pocket that has five names written on it. Like if I get a job or if this job ever comes open or if I get the green light to fire the guy that I'll pull this out. And I know, so 
I'm not going to sit here and say that Monty Austin Ford doesn't have this history or didn't have that napkin stuff. And like, they didn't already know that this guy was going to, you know, he, that Gannon was going to come down the pike somewhere and maybe those worlds would, would go together. But it just goes back to exactly what I said. Fans look at it and some media people sometimes look at it. Okay. Let me see what has he tangibly done. If I look back at your guy and Rumo, and I'm joking when I call him your guy, he, he, you know, it's the Bengals. I, if I really want to look at a guy who consistently over the years has played the world champions, super, super tough, not just this year, year before, you know, last three or four games, it has been, then I'm like, why would I not hire Anarumo? What I think sometimes that we, we, we miss out on is a person's experience from the organization that he was in and what did he learn about supervision? How was he supervised and what did we learn and what do we think he was able to extract from how he was supervised and what type of leader that's going to make him? Sometimes we make this too much about play calling and one singular performance as opposed to making it about the entire structure and what he brings to an organization, who he's been under, all the boxes being checked from supervision. Because a lot of these guys don't fail because they're not good play callers. A lot of them fail because they're not good leaders and supervisors. It's a good point. And, and I, I don't know which way you go there um, it, it, as far as that's concerned, which way I would lean. But, but that's if, – if he can learn that and – command the team and do all of those things and make the right hires, then it'll work out. Right. I've just, I've seen it from, you know, Zach Taylor's point of view and how he's been able to evolve. And I think the Cardinals, by the way, Kyler takes a lot of heat. I think he's a good quarterback. Yeah. What coach can get the most out of him? In my mind, I would be, I would have been looking for that offensive mind. Maybe it's the disciplinarian. All right. Well, Lou could have been that. Yeah. I don't know what Gannett's going to bring. And, and that's what's interesting about this. I certainly think that uh, when you look at Alex Clancy, host of Lockdown Cardinals, he was leaning between the two guys, Lou and Arumo. I feel mm-hmm. comfortable saying that. And so it's going to be interesting to see what, uh, what his reaction is. Obviously, you can get that on Lockdown Cardinals. All right. Up next, let's, uh, let's continue. And we have too many topics after that breaking news. But I, yes. I want to get to this Lamar Jackson topic. Mm-hmm. Todd Munkin, new offensive coordinator in Baltimore, I think that's a a huge deal. Well, could be a huge deal, depending on what happens in Baltimore. We'll do that next. But today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway of the NBA season has come and gone, and it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win just download download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a bigger chance at a bigger payout and uh, with a same-game parlay as well. So whether it's parlays, spreads, money lines, prop bets, FanDuel has you covered. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba all right rolling along here on locked on nfl on a wednesday by the way man i gotta let y'all know uh i'm looking at our uh locked on nfl dm (laughs) 
the guys from Locked On Eagles are saying good riddance. So maybe that answers your question about. <laughs> and, and I will say this: it would have been the Bengals would have been bummed, and and everybody in Cincinnati would have been bummed if if Lou were were to go. But by the way, this isn't hiring for a defensive coordinator job. This isn't hiring a guy right in. He'll run the defense. I get that. But to your point, it's not just that. Being mm-hmm. a head coach is much more than being a successful coordinator. And plenty of successful coordinators have sucked as head coaches. And I think there are plenty of head coaches that if they had to go do it again and be a coordinator, it would be hard for them to adjust. But they're still really good coaches and head right. coaches. So it's interesting. It's an interesting dynamic. It is. Because if, if a guy's just doing what he did as a play caller all the time, like all the time. For, for instance, Doug Peterson, where I, where I cover it with the Jaguars, there were teams that wanted to speak to Press Taylor. The Jaguars denied it. If it was all just about Doug calling plays and, 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 and Press Taylor wasn't very important, why would they deny him a chance to go get a job somewhere else? That means whatever he does is super important, right? And yep. Doug needs him because Doug has a lot of other responsibilities. So we never know how people are going to respond and, to those other responsibilities. That's the same way here in Cincinnati. Brian Callahan does a ton of the game planning and offensive stuff, despite Zach Taylor still calling the plays. You, Offensive coordinator still matters, even with an offensive coach, no doubt. It absolutely does. And we were just talking about Todd, Todd Munkin, who mm-hmm. has come from the University of Georgia to go to Baltimore. People are automatically assuming that that means, since he has experience with quarterbacks, especially guys that know how to move around the pocket, that maybe they've reached an agreement with Le- Lamar Jackson and this is all about him. I'm not so sure about that. I just think Todd Monk is a really good play caller. And mm-hmm. this was independently done because, one, they needed one. Two, I, I thought Greg Roman was terrible, but that's just me. But they needed to fill the position. So regardless of who they fill the position with at this point, folks are going to go one way or the other and, and bring in the whole Lamar factor into it. But looking at him independently without that, Subject hanging over his head. I think it's a great hire. It has great experience. He's very, very in tune with the way the game has evolved. Uh, and you've seen him be able to do that. And I think it's just time for an NFL guy to get back into the game. I agree with you. I agree with you on a bunch of fronts here. Uh, first one, I think he can get a lot out of Lamar Jackson. And the Ravens need, whether they want to or not, they need to adapt a bit. And that doesn't mean you can't still run the ball and be a run-heavy team. Guess who was a run-heavy team? The Eagles. They ran a a lot. A lot. But they also threw the ball and had key receivers and were able to take shots downfield. And so marry the two together. I think the Eagles did a great job of that this year. Obviously, Shane Steichen had a lot to do with it. I think Todd Munkin is capable of doing that for Lamar Jackson. You know the other thing he's capable of doing? Let's say Lamar does end up getting traded. And I'm not saying it's likely, but there's a, a scenario where that happens this offseason. Todd Munkin can work with a young quarterback. Yes, he, he can, can work with throw first guys in the pocket. He can he he's done it all. He's been there, done that. And he's a well-respected coach in NFL circles. And obviously he's done it at both levels. I think this is an A plus hire for the Ravens. You know what? This reminds me of I'm gonna interject cooking. Watch all these cooking shows. And one of my favorite chefs was G Garvin, Jerry Garvin, right? And when he was preparing, he, he kept putting salt in, in every little thing that he did. And I was like, I wonder if that dish is going to be too salty. He said this, no, because everything that you put, every ingredient or every part of this dish has to have its own identity. That means 
that Todd Munkin, whether they keep Lamar Jackson or not, Todd Munkin, that offensive coordinator position has to have its own identity, right? Mm -hmm. This is what leadership is. And then now you take all of those things and you stretch those perspectives together and hopefully you get a real good team. This myopic, okay, we got to build this around this one guy. We got to build it. That's one of my things I've always had with LeBron. It seems like people aren't brave enough to just put a real good team around him. They feel like all they have to do is just surround him with a bunch of guys that can stand in the corner and shoot three-pointers. No! (laughs) Build a basketball team. The dude is one of the most talented basketball players ever, IQ-wise and everything. Just put the damn team together like it's supposed to be put together, and he'll figure it out. You don't have to babysit him. So that's the thing. Todd Munkin has his own identity, and I think it's a great, great move for the Baltimore Ravens. It's about time they did something right offensively. Yeah, they need to uh, add some weapons now because regardless of who's at quarterback, they need more weapons. We'll see if they do that. It is uh, a weapons league. And with that, well, we're going to uh, retire for now, but uh, Locked On NFL isn't going anywhere. Five times a week right here. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Make sure you follow wherever you get your podcasts. Man, a lot of coaching talk today, Tony. It was. It's, uh, it's officially off season, and the combine's just a few weeks away. We're going to have you covered every step of the way this off season. For Tony Wiggins, I'm James Rapine. Signing off for now. Thank you so much for listening to Locked On NFL.